listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16. The official beer of the Swift Current Broncos is Ryan Schweitzer and Craig Boschman. It's the Broncos This Week podcast brought to you by Original 16. My name is Ryan Schweitzer here in Swift Current and uh, in... The Hub, Craig Boschman, play-by-play guy for the uh, Broncos. Uh, as we're recording this, uh, coming off a uh, 3 nothing loss to the Saskatoon Blades, uh, a game that, I don't know, had its moments, but uh, the end result on the scoreboard, certainly not what the team was looking for. Yeah, certainly had those moments. Um, you know, as you said, there's there's certainly times when the Broncos are right there with a very good Saskatoon team. I thought the opening eight or nine minutes of that game were pretty back and forth. But, uh, you know, once Saskatoon got that first one, it just kind of seemed like the ice slowly started tilting towards Saskatoon's favor and had that 2 nothing lead after one. And, and again, good opening couple of shifts there to start the second. But Saskatoon gets a, a bit of a fortuitous bounce off the end boards to make it 3 nothing, And, um, you know, down 3 nothing against a very good Saskatoon team is um, a bit of a, a bit of a mountain to climb. So, um, you know, certainly, again, some some positives to take from the game for the Broncos, but um, just unable to to solve the goaltender uh, last night. Yeah, and uh, no, that was uh, that was a tough loss for sure. But uh, one thing about this hub setting, and you know, the uh, the three to four games a week, is you get a quick shot at redemption, and uh, the team right back at it tomorrow night for an unconventional six p.m. start. Yeah, it's kind of nice actually that they changed the uh, the start times when there's only one game in the hub. It used to be the eight o'clock uh, starts with with only the one game, and that you know I think ruffled a lot of a lot of feathers for everybody. Just kind of wanting to get games over with because you know with with uh, having the post game meals at the rink and whatnot, when the games at eight, you don't really get back and, and get into bed until around midnight or so. Um, so I think teams kind of wanted so we're we're hoping to have games go earlier when there's only one game. And then so they did agree to do that. And now it's a six o'clock game for, for Friday against Winnipeg. So kind of nice to have that uh, moved up by a couple of hours and, um, you know, hopefully the guys can come out with a strong performance and get to bed at a reasonable, reasonable time. The average age on this week's Broncos this week podcast of participants is something that's being brought up slightly by you and a lot by me. Kind of the youth movement this week is we're going to go back to our down the pipeline segment brought to you by Crescent Point and have a chat with uh, Brady Bernie and we'll talk more about uh, the 2005 born player in just a bit and young Brady Bernie, but uh, also joining us this week is our feature guest, uh, a guy who had his first Western hockey league goal, not that long ago. And someone who's never at a loss for words, uh, the very well-spoken young Josh Philman. Yeah, he's, he's great. I remember, um, you know, talking to him for the first time doing a feature story with him uh, last summer. And, um, you know, when I finished talking to him, I was just kind of blown away. I think the interview was about 15 or 16 minutes. And, you know, normally when you're talking to those young guys, you're, you're almost lucky to get five minutes out of them. So um, it's kind of a nice change of pace to talk to a guy who's so well-spoken like that. And a guy who's got, um, you know, no, no shortage of things to say, as you mentioned. So he was great to have on, Um, you know, it's nice having him here. He's, he's fitting in nicely and he's got a lot of friends here as well with all the young guys. And, um, you know, certainly a candidate for, for probably the best hair on the team as well. That's you, man. No, uh, but uh, but Brady Bernie, he's also going to be joining us. And, uh, you know, I've heard you talk about this kid uh, on Living Sky Casino Broncos hockey. He, it, it sounds like, you know, he's he's the youngest guy on the team, an 05 birth. Uh, you don't see a lot of those in the league more and more this year, given the pandemic scenario. But, uh, you know, for a player like that, you'd think it would be a challenge to fit in, but it doesn't sound like uh, like Brady's having any issues there. No, it's it's 
pretty remarkable, honestly, the way that he's able to kind of just slide right in and, and basically be friends with everybody. Um, you know, he's, he's the butt end of a lot of jokes, as you might expect, but uh, he doesn't hesitate to give it right back, which is, uh, it's kind of funny to see him going after guys who, uh, who have played a lot of games in the league. I think one of the funniest things he, he said that I heard him, he was talking to Michael Farron and Farron and Williams were, were talking about some playoff series that um, they had watched or, or played in. And um, uh, Farron was talking about a series that Williams had played in with Seattle and, and um, and Brady said, uh, you know, how do, how do you know about that game? And, and Farron said, I was watching it because it was in Vancouver. And he said, yeah, I bet you were watching it. You and I have the same amount of playoff games played in this league. And I was just yeah. like, oh, man, <laughs> that's so bold to say to a guy who's got, you know, 240 games in the league. But that's just that's just how he is. He's fit in so well. And then the guys, uh, the guys love him. And it kind of just seems like the morale of the team is up just by having him around. Yeah, and, and that's a great addition to have, you know, and every little bit helps. Uh, you know, since we talked last time and I ask you this question every week, I'm going to throw it out there again. You know, how are the how are the players on this team, how are the kids essentially doing with uh, with everything, you know, living life in that hub? Well, I think they're enjoying it. Um, you know, they've everyone you talk to and ask about it, they know how lucky they are to be here, um, you know, especially the younger guys who have friends who – aren't, uh, you know, aren't playing in the WHL, but, and aren't able to play at all because their U18 leagues were, were shut down or canceled. So um, I think these guys realize that they're in a pretty privileged situation here in the hub. And while it's not the way they want to, to get their first WHL experience, um, you know, the fact is the matter is that they're still playing WHL games. Um, they're still getting that experience. They're still getting a chance to play early and kind of establish themselves here uh, with the Swift Current Broncos. So um, I think they're taking full advantage of it. And um, you know, it's probably equal parts um, not wanting it to end because you want to play hockey and keep playing and, he, and also wanting to see your family and friends again. So, um, you know, only two weeks left to go here and you just hope that the, um, you know, attention levels don't drop off here as the, as the time to head home gets closer and closer. Featured guests on Broncos this week. We got uh, Brady Birdie for our Down the Pipeline segment. Feature guest is uh, Josh Philman. We'll chat with him later on in the podcast. Uh, I noticed today following the Broncos social media accounts that uh, the team has certainly been active in doing the best that they can to, to do the community visits. It's, uh, it's nice to see that the guys are virtually finding their way into to classrooms to, to read and to, to meet some masked up children, eh? Yeah, certainly. Um, big shout out to Ryan Stricker, who's helping us set those all up. Uh, Broncos senior manager of business operations, who's played a big hand in uh, helping us get those set up. But um, it's been great. You know, obviously the guys uh, unable to go to the classrooms like we usually do last year and, you know, do the the news conferences and uh, the I reads and that kind of stuff. So um, it's been great to be able to do it virtually. And it's gone off basically without a hitch so far. Um, haven't had any you know internet issues or anything like that. And some of the kids come up with some better questions than I can ask. That's for sure. So um, it's, it's nice to get in there and, uh, you know, see the faces on the kids and how many Broncos jerseys they have on um, throughout, uh, throughout these things. So it's been, uh, it's been good. And even more coming up, got a couple more visits uh, for tomorrow scheduled and um, you know, a lot more coming uh, before the season's over. I remember last year in a classroom visit, I, I think it was one of the ones at a call centennial, but uh, the question that we had that got them, the most laughs I think was uh, it would have been like a grade two or a grade three asking someone how much they make playing in the Western hockey <laughs> league, which uh, got some chuckles and, but uh, you know, and any gems like that in the classroom visits kind of putting you on the spot here a bit. I know. <laughs> no, there was a good one. Actually. Somebody asked uh, when it was Owen Williams and Owen Pickering doing it. Um, somebody asked if, uh, if they had, if they had girlfriends and uh, you know, Owen Williams said, yes, I've, had a girlfriend for a couple of years now and, and Owen Pickering, I think, 
just recently got out of a relationship and uh and said oh. no I, he said no I, I don't have a girlfriend actually i just got out of a relationship and then he paused for a second and said girlfriends are bad news and the classes just erupted and there was a bunch of round of boos and thumbs down so that was uh that was a pretty funny reaction but uh that's probably the the highlight of it so far all right, we will have uh, Brady Bernie coming up in just a moment as we go down the pipeline. This is the Broncos This Week podcast brought to you by Original 60. It's time to go down the pipeline, presented by Crescent Point. Davies scores a hat trick for Josh Davies. Will we take a look at the next generation of Swift Current Broncos? Hey, it's time to go down the pipeline, brought to you by Crescent Point. And uh, we got the 05 player that the Swift Current Broncos have brought with them into the hub, uh, Brady Burney, enjoying his first few games of the Western Hockey League experience in the unconventional setting of the hub. Uh, Brady, you know, f- first impression of the Western League, you've uh, you've seen a little bit of ice time, got a few puck touches. Uh, what do you think about the league that you're going to call home for the next few years? Yeah, it's obviously a great league. It's a high pace. There's a lot of amazing players in this league, and I've been fortunate enough to watch and then obviously play against a couple of them. And so, yeah, it's a pretty amazing league. Remember getting ready for your first game there, Brady? It was standing there taking some pictures, and you you admitted you were pretty nervous heading in, which I think everybody is for their first game. But um, it was kind of funny hearing you look across the rink and see Max Paddock getting ready to jump out there because you said that you watched him growing up was the term you used, which was kind of funny because he's only been playing for a couple of years. But, um, you know, getting a chance to play in the rink that I'm sure you watched a lot of games and growing up, um, just kind of take us through that day that uh, you made your WHL debut. Yeah, it was obviously pretty amazing to play my first game in Regina in the Brandt Centre. Unfortunately, there were no fans there to see it, but we're still at the Brandt Centre and then to play against uh, Paddock and old... Uh, old goalie of the Pats, and then obviously Matt Culling was on that team, former Bronco and former Regina Pat Canadian, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, so this is your your first few games of Western Hockey League experience, and, uh, you know, you got some puck touches there, you got some late game action, you know, what what do you, your first assessment of the level of competition out there? Yeah, obviously, as I said, it's it's, it's a really fast league, and to be a great player, you got to be really fast with this league and keep up, be able to think at the level and then obviously play at the level. So, and the guys are strong. They're a lot stronger than obviously playing in midget last or uh, earlier this year and then coming here. It's a big jump for uh, a person to make from midget to the WHL. I see you every day at uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, usually sitting with Michael Farron and Owen Williams, uh, two veteran guys who have well over 200 games in the league. Can you kind of just tell us about um, hanging out with those guys and kind of just soaking up the knowledge these guys have? Yeah, ever since uh, like the first meals, they've always had me sitting with them and they've both taken me under my wing, uh, under, under their wing and they've just been great. You know, Farzee knows so much about, about, uh, the forward position and how to play in this league. He's played over 200 games, same with Owen, and Owen's just been great to me. Off the ice, he's been there for me the whole time, and he's just been, they've both been really good. Great leaders. You're the, uh, you're the team's most recent first-round selection. Uh, last year in non-COVID times, uh, fantastic season in U15 uh, AA. 56 goals in 31 games. Did, uh, did you have a feeling that your name was going to be called in the early rounds of the uh, Western Hockey League Bantam draft? Yeah, going in, I kind of had, like, there's an area where I was kind of um, told I'd be, hear my name around that area. So, in that 21st day, that was kind of right around the uh, area where I was told I was going to be picked. 
when uh, when Dean called you and told you that you were coming to the the hub here, I'm just kind of wondering what your reaction was because obviously normally you wouldn't be here full time this season as uh, 15 15 year olds are limited to just five games. So when Dean calls you and invites you to join the team for two months, uh, what was kind of your reaction? Yeah, obviously uh, we knew we've been talking to them before about this bubble and stuff, and they were telling us that could possibly come in and everything. So I was pretty nervous, and then. Uh, Dean wasn't actually even the one to tell me the news. It was Andrew. He texted me asking about my gear size. So that's when I found I was coming. And then I got a call from Chad Leslie, and he told me that I'd be joining you guys here in the bubble. Uh, this fall, you got in several, uh, seven games of uh, AAA U18, and uh, you managed to score four goals. You know, what was it like making the jump to, to, to U18 AAA? Yeah, it was obviously another big jump from Bantam to Midget. And, uh, only good things to say about the Pack Canadians. Great coaching staff, great players. It was a, it was a blast. Only seven games, but I really enjoyed those seven games. Just wondering about the way you're kind of seamlessly fitting in with this group here, Brady. It's not always easy to you know slide into a new team, guys who know each other for a long time, and kind of find yourself in the in the mix there. But uh, you've kind of seamlessly worked your way in here, made a lot of friends here so far. Um, you know, what, what do you think's made it so easy for you to kind of to work your way in here? Yeah, obviously coming in, I was really nervous, not knowing anyone, but there's a couple guys where I have to start, Aiden Bullock, he uh, reached out to me, and Eric Houck, as being from Regina, and then they made it much easier, and then just going from there, just to, everyone here is just a bunch of great guys, so they made it super easy to be around, and they're all likable guys. Uh, I realize we probably asked you this question right after you were drafted, but uh, I'm going to throw it out there again because that was a long time ago and a, a pandemic ago. But, uh, you know, if you do the classic question here, if you're going to compare your game to uh, an NHL or a well-known guy, you know, who, who would that be? Yeah, I've thought about this a lot. I think I got lots of stuff that, like, players have. But I think if I had to compare myself to one player, I'd probably compare myself to uh, maybe a little bit of uh, uh, Patrick Kane but uh or uh or or uh you know maybe a little uh i think i play a lot like wardo so maybe a little wardo did he slip you a 20 under the door to say that yeah no, i can hear him laughing as i i said patrick came there so <laughs> i i actually wagered money with one of my buddies that you were going to say johnny goudreau so you just cost me 10 bucks but no great answer nothing <laughs> Um, just kind of wondering, Brady, with with obviously being a rookie, sometimes it's kind of tough and you kind of keep your head down to just fit in with a new group. But uh, I see you giving it back to guys all the time, whether it's, you know, during practice, sitting there for lunch or whatever it is, and especially the older guys, too. I mean, you're you're giving it to these guys all the time. Is it just a matter of them being so welcoming to you that you can kind of rib them a little bit uh, over these times? Yeah, obviously, they made me feel so so comfortable, right? If I wasn't comfortable, I wouldn't be able to say and do some of the stuff that I'm able to do here. So they just made it comfortable. Obviously, the older guys taking me in. All the, the three 20-year-olds have all been amazing, great leaders, and really helped me out through this. So they definitely make me feel comfortable to, to be myself around everyone. So you're, uh, you're doing this unconventional hub season right now in your hometown of Regina. Are you, are you excited to make your, your Swift Current Bronco home debut at, at your actual home rink in Swift, uh, hopefully before too long? Yeah, hopefully that's uh, pretty soon. Um, and obviously, all the guys here that have played in the in the rink have told me it's it, when it's packed there. It's it's a loud it's a loud rink to be in. So I only hear great things, and I'm very excited. Just kind of wondering about the the 2020 draft class here for the Broncos, Brady, um, and a lot of guys from Saskatchewan, a few from Manitoba as well. Uh, do you know any other any of the other guys who were uh, who were drafted by Swift Current this past year? Yeah. Um, uh, me and Ryland Gould played against each other a lot last year, and then we 
we kind of became buddies this year. We, we talk all the time. And so I became buddies with him. And then uh, Nolan Stevenson played on my team this year. So me and him are really good buddies. And then me and Van played SAS first together. Um, so I know him. But the other guys I haven't got a chance to meet yet. But I've heard some great things about him. Right on, man. Uh, last question for me here. What are you uh, What are you hoping to accomplish in your final two weeks in the hub? Yeah, obviously just here being a sponge, taking in everything I can get here and then just enjoying these last couple weeks here. It's the last time and just uh, trying to be great to everyone here. We got lots of guys who could be playing their last games coming up here. So just trying to help them out. Right on. Brady Burney joining us on Down the Pipeline brought to you by Crescent Point. Brady, thanks for this and uh, enjoy the last two weeks in the hub, man. Thank you. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. It's the Broncos This Week podcast brought to you by Original 16, Switzer and Swift Current, Bosch in the bubble, and uh, rookie Josh Philman joining us as our feature guest on the uh, podcast. Uh, Josh, first, first question, I'll hit you with the tough one here. What's it like in 2021 walking into a barber shop and asking for a mullet? <laughs> um definitely draws some attention to you my barber back in winnipeg actually loves it she's probably one of the biggest fans of my hair so um you know i i told her i wanted to spice things up at the start of the hockey season and she was all for it so you just cut the sides of it and just let the rest of it kind of grow in the back there or what's the what's the process here pretty much i cut the sides um and usually, like, then out the top and the back, and then I shave some lines into the side to make me feel extra fast. <laughs> that's that's how they did it back in the day. Like, when I was a kid, then all the guys on the on the Broncos, they had, like, the two lines in the side. So, yeah, yeah. The, the racing stripes. That's dynamite, man. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so we're recording this uh, late Wednesday night uh, after uh, a loss to Saskatoon. Uh, I want to ask you, how's the, the WHL experience been for you so far, man? been pretty cool um lots of learning lessons and things to take away from you know being a rookie and experiencing all these things for the first time um I feel like this year was uh, actually a pretty unique experience for me to jump in with something like 12 or 10 other rookies something like that so um a nice you know I'll say a little bonus that I don't think a lot of other guys with experiences that I have a lot of guys to share this with and relate myself to. Um, so it's been a really, you know, positive experience so far. And I've got to, uh, you know, take part in some different situations uh, on the ice for sure. And, and uh, you know, definitely playing with older guys, um, the team dynamics a little different than I've ever experienced. So um, just trying to like, you know, uh, figure out uh, the right way, to act all the time on and off the ice and um, learn from the older guys. Now you were getting into some games earlier before the CSSHL season was uh, put on hold there. So once that was put on hold and you were obviously waiting for the WHL season to start, uh, what were you kind of doing? Was it basically just school and then skating to, to keep busy or what? Yeah. So uh, school is actually online for a, a big chunk of the fall, like uh, not nothing in classes. Um, and then, you know, getting back into school, we were going every second day. So it was nice to like see my buddies then. And um, since school was going on, like I was with uh, Rank Hockey Academy in Winnipeg. So when we were going back to school, we started skating um, again, which was, you know, good little preparation. I guess the best I, I could have done pretty much to get in shape and, you know, prepare for the WHL season. Um, but yeah, I, I, there was a chunk where, 
I was off the ice early on, um, not skating a whole lot. And then I uh, sort of before we left, I kicked in uh, back on the ice and I, I was working out uh, in Winnipeg at my gym the whole time. It looks here, uh, I got to ask, is your elite prospects page right? Because four games played U18 this year with rink hockey, 14 points and six goals. So <laughs> it, it looks like you were someone who who didn't want the, the season to end after only four games, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, that was a fun little start to the season. Um, I was playing with a lot of confidence and, um, you know, I was – kind of firing on all cylinders. I guess everything was kind of working for me at that point. Um, uh, I was definitely feeling pretty solid, but, you know, U18 is really after going through the jump, like it's it's still a really big difference from the Western Hockey League. So, um, you know, I, I did have a hot start, but I was mainly focused on just kind of like, you know, finding my way in the WHL um, as I came here. I want to go back to way before your WHL days and talk about your experience at the Brick Tournament in Edmonton, Josh. Uh, I was talking to Owen Pickering about that the other day, and he was saying that you played together with uh, Ben Saunderson on Saskatoon as well. And uh, I was looking at the rosters from some of those teams that year. Uh, the Toronto team that won had guys like Shane Wright on it, who got exceptional status in the OHL, and Ty Nelson, who went first overall in the OHL draft as well. Uh, what do you remember about playing in the Brick Tournament? It was, uh, you know, definitely one of the coolest experience I've ever had through hockey. Um, it was, it was kind of interesting. Like I, on one hand, it's like you're 10 years old. So there's just really a bunch of kids out there playing hockey. Um, but on the other hand, like to look back at it and see like all the big names, you know, like, like you said, Shane Wright and, and Ty Nelson and you got all these, you know, Matt Savoy, like these big names that have, have gone really far in hockey already. Um, so, you know, you got the feeling where like, wow, this is really cool. Um, these are some real, real players out there. And then on the other hand, it was just like, uh, a chance to represent my province with a bunch of other guys. And, uh, I built some friendships that have lasted, you know, till now a long time. And, um, a couple of guys that I played with, I'm now playing against in the Western Hockey League, which is just really cool to sort of share that experience with them. What was it like this year for you prior to the, the hub season? You know, there's, there's no training camp or anything like that. N nothing that you, you'd see in a, in a normal year. And did, did you just get a phone call from, from Dean Brockman or someone in, in Bronco hockey ops saying, Hey, you're coming into the hub this year. And, uh, and, and what was it like getting that call? How did that all work out? Yeah, sort of. I, I had, um, I had talked to Dean a couple of times just about, you know, like if he had any information on, you know, whether the season was even going to happen or, or what was going on regarding that sort of thing. And um, I had a little bit of an idea that there, there could be an opportunity for me to come here. Um, but I didn't really know until, you know, the season um, was confirmed that they were starting up a bubble here in Regina and that they had a, like a, a plan set in stone uh, for the season to go on. And that's when I sort of found out uh, through through just kind of emailing and texting and phone calls with Dean Brockman. And, uh, yeah, like, uh, it was a conversation that I had to have with my parents. I wasn't necessarily, um, sure whether I was going to be going away at, at 16. Um, and you know, it was definitely, um, an exciting opportunity for me to have. 
you mentioned the other rookies that are here with you. And not only are you guys rookies together, but you're also friends because I know you guys, you knew a lot of these guys ahead of time. I mean, you and Owen Pickering have been friends for a long time, but even guys like Carson King, who's now here, Reed Dick, uh, Braden Lewis, Halamanderas, I mean, all these guys that you know from beforehand. So it's kind of cool how it's all worked out that you guys are now Broncos together after being friends before time, isn't it? Yeah, it definitely made the gel once we got here a lot easier. Um, just sort of having some previous experience being around those guys. And, um, you know, I just think that having this opportunity to basically all live together has, has made it um, made our friend group even closer, which uh, will only help us on the ice down the road. Yeah, we had uh, Owen Pickering on the podcast last week, and uh, he, he was making eyes like there was something going on off camera, and that there's been some some good times and some shenanigans there. Like, uh, you know, the, this whole bubble thing. I mean, you know, it, it sounds like you guys are finding some some cool positives and, and having some fun with it, eh? Totally. Um, yeah. So in in the dorms here at the University of Regina, um, all the rookies pretty much are on one side and. Um, you know, rookies to rookies is pretty much fair game with anything you want to do. So there's definitely been some guys that have been pretty ruthless with the pranks. And um, <laughs> there was a stretch where you had to make sure you locked your door or you were getting your mattress flipped. <laughs> you guys even, you know, leaving Andrew off the hook, he's obviously working late and you guys are in the same corner as him. I imagine he's trying to tell you guys to shut up once in a while. Yeah, Andrew's. Definitely been fed up with us a few times, but it was actually nice. He came out with us and hung out in the lounge the other day and played some video games with us. So it's nice to hang around with him too. He's a great guy. Yeah. You know, uh, we, we've had you on the podcast before on the, the down the pipeline segment when you were a prospect and everything, but, but now you're someone who, who has a handful of WHL games under your belt, including your first Western hockey league goal. You know, what's, what, what do you remember about uh, burying for the first time in the Western league? Uh, it was kind of all of a blur, honestly. Um, the play happened really fast, and uh, not often you see a, a face-off play executed just like you draw it up. So I was kind of in shock, and um, it actually was a really big goal for our team in that in that scenario against Saskatoon. But it was just uh, definitely a confidence booster to have that first one under your belt. And you got a second one, which was a pretty nice goal as well, a breakaway against Prince Albert. And I got asked, did you mean to do the fake shot or did the puck kind of roll on you as he went to shoot it the first time? Well, you see, I was thinking about like, you know, faking the shot and then going backhand or something, but I faked the shot and the goalie just went down right away. So I was like, oh shoot, I got to get it off. <laughs> so, uh, you know, the, the other day I was going through my phone and looking through old pictures and everything. And uh, I, I found one of, you Pickering and Matt Ward from your first training camp. And I think everybody there was a lot more baby faced and maybe a foot shorter. Um, you know, what, what's it like in particular, you know, with, with that group, Josh Davies was in that shot as well. You know, what, what's it like with you guys all, all going through this? You touched on a little bit at the beginning of the interview, but uh, you know, how, how's it been with, with other guys your age going through the same thing? Yeah, there's uh, definitely like, you know, we all get along really well and we all have, have had some good times together for sure. Um, that first camp experience was awesome just because like, you know, we didn't really know each other and everybody was sort of just trying to make each other happy, which always makes you feel good. Um, just because, you're, you know, trying to settle in, make some new friends, that sort of thing. Um, definitely now like you can sense uh, there's a, there's some healthy competitiveness between us. Um, we're definitely doing a good job pushing each other and practices and, and for spots in the lineup, obviously, because we're all rookies. Um, 
so, you know, all the guys of my age have gelled really well together. And I think we're all sort of on the same page being that, uh, you know, we're hoping to be the core group of this team down the road. And um, we got to sort of come together to help this team, um, hopefully to a championship. On a non-hockey related note, Josh, uh, I think there's a lot of people who would see your name and recognize the last name as Philman with, uh, of course, your grandpa being the former premier of Manitoba from 88 to 99. So well before your time, but I remember talking to you about him uh, in an interview earlier last season, I think, and just kind of wondering about the relationship that you've got uh, with your grandfather and uh, how much uh, he's meant to you in your hockey career. Yeah, um, my grandpa and I are uh, very close and we spend a lot of time with them um, when I'm back home, you know, visiting them throughout quarantine and stuff and um, seeing them during the summers. So um, I just say that, uh, you know, he's been a great role model for me and, uh, you know, his, his role in the government. Um, I don't know. Hey, I'm on an interview right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry if that messed something up. There's some shenanigans going on. But, uh, yeah, he's definitely just been a really good positive influence on my life. And we've got we've had a lot of good times together um, throughout my childhood. So he's been nothing but a great role model for me. Right. Uh, this this may go off the rails. We'll see. But, uh, you know, there, there's a guy in town, actually, a good friend of mine. His name's Warren Hope. He works with uh, VPIC, Value Partners and everything. And yeah. and he's uh, we, we we meet for coffee once a week and and shoot the breeze. And he's always hyping your dad, too, because, uh, yeah. you know, your dad's part of that group. And uh, yeah. y- your, your dad was a, a competitive high level athlete, too, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He uh, played for the University of Manitoba basketball team. And, uh, you know, played like um, provincial basketball and volleyball. Um, never really hockey, though, but you'd be surprised, actually, how, uh, you know, you wouldn't think that he knows a lot. But um, <laughs> as this kid, um, it's always frustrating when he's right all the time and you think he's not. <laughs> but, um, no, my dad's been a huge influence on my hockey career. He's, you know, led me as far as I've gotten so far. And I have so much credit uh, due to him. I'm sure he'll agree with every word he just said there, Josh. Uh, yeah. Only two weeks left here uh, in this season here, Josh. Is it kind of a mixture of not wanting it to end because it's your rookie season, but also wanting to get home and see your family again? For sure. Um, you know, playing hockey has just been amazing here. And I'm, you know, you got to keep yourself in check sometimes because sometimes you can get sick the bubble and miss home and stuff like that. But, there's a lot of kids that wish they're in the same shoes that I'm in right now. So I'm just trying to, you know, be grateful for the opportunity. And um, I can sure tell you, it's a lot of fun playing hockey. Yeah, this is such a, it looks like you're having fun. And, you know, this is such a, an unconventional year and such a weird one because you're playing for the Swift Current Broncos and you're 12 games into your Western League career and you still haven't played a game in Swift Current. You know, uh, what do you know about uh, about Swift and, and are you excited to make your, your Innovation Credit Union IPLEX debut? I'm super excited to come to Swift for sure. And hopefully that can happen on time next year. But um, I know like, you know, I, I went to camp there last year and got a little bit of a, you know, original feel for the rank and um, the town, I guess. Um, but as you mentioned, uh, Warren Hope, a couple questions ago, um, you know, last time at camp, I went over to their house a couple times for dinner and 
Um, they've been out to our, my family's cabin in, in Winnipeg. So, or in, up in Northern Manitoba. So, you know, I, I got a bit of a feel for the town and just from hearing um, stuff from the older guys, you know, a lot of people say it's just a great place to play. And, um, you know, the small town feeling really makes you feel like you're at home. Kind of just wanted to ask you about your, your draft day experience. Uh, you went 67th overall to the Broncos in that 2019 draft. So did you have any idea where you were going to go? And when you found that it was Swift Current, I mean, what was kind of the, the initial reaction? Because it was you know, almost a year to the day that you ended up signing uh, the following year. Uh, it, was, uh, it was definitely an awesome feeling to be drafted by the Broncos. Um, my Bantam year was a roller coaster, honestly. Um, the, at the first, the first half of the year, I zero certainty that I was going to get drafted. You know, I really wasn't sure. I'd never been through the process. And then the second half of my Bantam year, I, I really took off that year. And um, I played some really good hockey. I had a couple uh, conversations with some WHL teams. I honestly, I really did believe that I was going to be drafted by Swift Current just through talks with Dean Brockman and Chad Leslie. Um, and, you know, I've, Really grateful that it turned out uh, the way it has. Bosch, you got anything else? I think that's about it. All right. Hey, uh, Josh, thanks so much for uh, for taking time out of the uh, the dorm shenanigans to uh, to have a quick chat with us on the podcast here. It's greatly appreciated, man, and uh, looking forward to seeing you finish strong this year. For sure. Thanks for your time, guys. Keep the door locked. <laughs> yeah, it has been locked this whole time. I don't know what guys are doing right now. <laughs> You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. Broncos This Week podcast, wrapping things up for another week. Uh, the podcast, of course, brought to you by Original 16. Big shout out to uh, Brady Burney for joining us for our Crescent Point Down the Pipeline segment. And uh, Josh Philman for taking some time out to have an extended chat with us. And uh yeah, the future's certainly bright with those two young men as we uh, as we wrap things up here. And uh, Craig, you know we've we've talked about how are the the kids holding up, and it sounds like they're having fun there and making the most out of the experience. Got to ask from your perspective, you know, when when the clock ticks down and the season is done in uh, in around two weeks, what are all the adults there going to be doing? Like f- first thing when you're out. It's a great question. I'm trying to decide where my first stop is going to be. Uh, I think a haircut might be near the top of the list, if not at the top. Um, you know, there's obviously going to be a lot of stuff to to unpack back at the Iplex and Swift Current. So, you know, Andrew and I are going to head back there pretty early that Thursday morning with uh, with the help of Ryan Stricker, who's going to bring a trailer out here to load some stuff up. So um, and Andrew and I are going to spend a couple hours um, unloading stuff and putting it back in the locker room and in the gym and whatnot. So that's going to take up you know a pretty large portion of that day on Thursday. But I might have to call a week in advance and make sure I got a haircut booked for Thursday, April uh, 29th, I think it is, uh, at uh, probably 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock or so, because, uh, boy, do I ever need one. That uh, on, on your way back, if you need gas or snacks or whatever, the uh, the Flying J gas station in Moose Jaw. Make sure you're wearing some Bronco gear when you go in there. Am I, I going to get jumped? <laughs> the, the Flying J gas station right along the number one highway, because I know a few years ago they, they really grew to love Bronco fans at that gas station there during our playoff run. I was going to say, are you trying to get me killed if I go in this gas station? <laughs> I don't know if you get killed. Like I said, they, they love us there. Wear your Bronco jacket in there and see what happens. No, you might make some friends there. But, 
want to give a, a plug out for our uh, Canadian Tire 50-50 draw. We recently uh, had some changes to our lottery license. I don't know the ins and outs of lottery licenses, but I do know that the uh, Canadian Tire 50-50 is now available all over Saskatchewan. So wherever you may be in the 306, uh, pick up a 50-50 ticket, have a chance to win some cash and support the uh, Broncos Education Fund in the meantime. Next action for the team is going to be tomorrow night at Six Bells. Yeah, exactly. Uh, six, six o'clock, they changed the time of that game because it's the only game in the hub. So they moved those eight o'clock games to six when there's only one. Um, just to touch on the 50-50 there, of course, uh, scbroncos.com slash 50-50 lottery. Uh, I can see the, the numbers been going up. I think at the start of the game, it was under 2,100 uh, on Wednesday. And now it's straight up around 2,400 for this week. So getting up there, appreciate the support and uh, hope there's some big time jackpots over the final uh, final three weeks here. Absolutely. Uh, weekly draws happen on Sunday night. So get your 50-50 tickets. Visit the Swift Current Bronco website at scbroncos.com. You can't help but see the big 50-50 banner that they have set up on there. All right. That does it for another edition of the Broncos This Week podcast. Uh, a big thanks to our Down the Pipeline segment uh, with Brady Burney. Thanks to Brady for joining us. And our feature guest was Josh Philman. That'll do it for another Broncos This Week. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to Broncos This Week. Presented by Original 16.